0: This is The Cure is Conversation. I am royal and I don't walk alone. This is The Cure is Conversation. I am royal. Blase, blase. Everybody has to earn their crown. Greetings, I'm Queen be Divine, blasé, blasé. This is The Cure is Conversation, blasé, blasé. Blase, blase. So sit back and relax and listen, blasé, blasé. This is The Cure is Conversation. set right because a lot of people don't know how to set a conversation you got to be ready you got to be open and you got to be willing to do the exchange right listening and talking and just taking this in so I, I invite guests that share their stories of success defined by them or about issues that we may not really want to see in the mainstream you know what I'm saying so let's get to this great conversation and let my met let my guest introduce herself. So, like I say, Blase Blase means to tell your story as well as listen. So go ahead, tell, tell them who you are.
1: Well, thank you, Queen Bee. My name's Melissa Tolakai. I am a naturopath, a nutritionist, and a herbalist. And I now live in the beautiful Grand Canyon area of Arizona. And mental health is a huge part of my practice. Um, I primarily, on the surface, I help people with menopause. But so many of these women are coming in saying, Melissa, I think I'm going crazy. (laughs) I'm anxious for the first time in my life. I'm depressed. My moods are swinging, so on, so forth. And it's like, yeah, so many mental health issues will come up for the very first time in menopause simply because of these hormonal changes we're going through. But to take a step back to my very own story, um, this is really, really meaningful to me to be here because my mental health challenges started probably when I was 12 years old, to be honest, if I really look deeply, um... My family moved around a lot for my father's work, so we were moving from country to country. Uh, you just make friends and I'm an introvert, so that's a big thing to make a friend. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're moving again. Like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um And there was so much anxiety and lack of self-esteem because it was hard. And... By the time I was 16, I realised it was a lot more than that and I asked for help. Um, So I was taken off to the doctor, but but their solution was, oh, well, here's a pill. And that was the start of the downhill slide. That's when things went really haywire for me um, because it became one pill after another they put me on benzodiazepines SSRIs I was having crippling migraines so I was like a walking pharmacy right. and you know I'd been brought up like most of us in my generation the doctor knows best so just do what you're told and take and then you're going to get better
0: yeah <laughs> yes this is the cure is conversation
1: my name's Melissa Tolakai I'm a naturopath a nutritionist and a herbalist.
0: This is a conversation. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. I <laughs> did not.
1: So, those things that they had me on, their, their little pharmaceutical brewery, uh, had never been tested in teenagers. Oh. And years later, they found out that it causes suicidal ideation mm. in teens. Guess who was one of them? So I went down a very slippery slide and I did have several attempts on my own life. Um, I just, I couldn't understand why I felt the way I did. And it was years later when I took things into my own hand um, and became a naturopath and just this this hunger for knowledge on what the heck was going on in my brain and my body right. that I discovered the huge role nutrition has in our mental health. Mm, yes. um, just putting things in that create inflammation like sugar or fried food or junk food, hey, they set the brain on fire. Mm. So just taking those things out, can have an enormous impact on the way we're feeling and the way we're dealing with things simply because we're reducing all this inflammation going on. I mean, incredible how many of my symptoms actually resolved simply by changing my diet. Yes.
0: I love that. Massive. Massive. A lot of people don't see the correlation between food and how they feel. Do you know what I mean? I
1: totally know what you mean. It's so important to understand that we really are what we eat. And if we're putting these things in which are setting our brain on fire or these additives like MSG, which literally cause like a misfiring in the brain, it's like almost like a mini epileptic fit because instead of the signal going from A to B, it's kind of diverting and going off elsewhere and we're wondering why we can't think straight, and we're anxious.
0: You know, I, I love that you said it because a lot of people don't, especially when it comes to menopausal discussions. A lot of people, women are shying away from it because it might give away their age. They're getting embarrassed. They don't want anybody to know oh. that they're 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 in that stage. But if you could give, because I know that yes. men men have a strategic role in helping facilitate a smooth passageway in that if there's something that you can tell men to be a supportive role um, for a woman what would you tell them pause for the cause a queen be divine original call commercial c-a-l-m Marshall a calming moment where you can sit back and reflect at the information that you just heard and also the three p's pen pencil, and paper so you can jot down what vibrates with your inner core. Also, please be aware of your surroundings because mental health means to always be aware of the beauty that surrounds you. Also, this is a great time to grab a beverage, water, juice, so we can keep the positive flow of vibration going throughout your body. Thank you for listening to this Queen Be Divine original commercial. A moment in the podcast to just take a deep breath and reset. So let's get back into The Cure is a Conversation. Unpause for the cause.
1: My name is Melissa Tolakai. I am a naturopath, a nutritionist.
0: This is The Cure Is hermit. Conversation. Uh,
1: one really big takeaway for men is you don't need to fix the woman you love, but just be there for them and be that sounding board so that they can just release all these emotions that are coming up because they are going to swing all over the place at certain stages of perimenopause. And all we need is a safe place to just say, hey, you know, I'm feeling this today and I'm feeling out of sorts. We just need to be heard. We don't need to be fixed. And it's that process of being heard in itself that is so healing, just knowing you're in a safe place and that they're holding that space for you. So that is probably the greatest gift any man can give to the woman they love. (laughs)
0: anything anything, you know i would definitely want i want a listening ear opposed to flowers i'm gonna be honest i would love just you know and and i've I've been very blessed um my husband's very um you know uh, in tune but sometimes as a woman i have to take the responsibility to make sure i vocalize that i'm in a space right because if he because you know what men always say the famous line i
1: you yeah, only expect them to right
0: <laughs> i love
1: that so haven't you been around me long enough to know <laughs> you should
0: know me by now i've been there i get it you know it's, it's 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 nice to hear the discussion like the cure is a conversation it's nice to say yeah. okay how are you feeling what is your experience with menopause uh you know mm-hmm. when when we talk about menopause and and you know people always think that you know it's this uh, uh, but there are solutions. What was one of the ways that, that you know, like you said, you removed a lot of the stuff from your diet, which helped. Um, yeah. What are other ways that as women, as community, a community of women, that we can support each other when it comes to the conversation in general? Do you know what I mean? Well, how can we do that? Oh, from your suggestion, uh, of
1: course. Number one, don't be afraid to have it. Um, because, you know, our mother's generations, they never talked about this stuff. And this has to change. Um, so, and and another thing is so many women are going into this early. Yes. We've got women in our thirties going into perimenopause and they're like, "What? what's going on? What's happening to me? And they don't know because no one's talked about it. Right. And they think I'm too young for this. And then the doctors misdiagnose it for something else. Right. So just, you know, I think we need to bring up our daughters to be aware. Yes. So, and tell them what's happening with us so that when it happens to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember mum went through this and, hey, mum. Right. And just they're, they're not afraid to start that conversation about this has changed for me. Changed. Do you think this is happening? You know, um, you
0: know this is interesting because when we look at what, at least when I look at menopause, I see it. Okay. So you're, you you know, whether it be 30, 40, some people hit in their fifties, some people are just late. That's yeah. the way it is. Um, and, and then I look at the, uh, the, the beginning end of being a teenager and having my, my emotions, ah, I'm growing. I'm, 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 I'm getting, you know, bigger boobs. And uh, my hips yes. are, are, how does that differ from that stage of life? Because you know what I mean? As women, you know, we're like, oh, it's like teenagers changing hormones. How is that different? So people understand that there it's a different, you know, energy that's coming to you.
1: Well, it's, it's really interesting you say that um, when you bring up puberty, because we're literally going through a reverse puberty, a second puberty. So all those fluctuations we went through to get to the higher levels of estrogen and progesterone for our reproductive years, we're going through that again, that exact same fluctuation, but the end is we, we're going back to having childhood levels of estrogen and progesterone. So we are literally going through a second puberty. So no wonder we feel like we're going nuts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and And sometimes that's a great way to, to um, explain it to, you know, our significant others say, you know, I'm going through puberty again. Uh, I'm just a little older. Yeah,
0: just a little older. Yes, you know, um, you know, the, the fact that you say that, you know, I've heard a lot of conversation when we talk about menopause, and women go, "Why us? Why is it just women? Is there a similar change that happens to men?" Back and relax and listen, blase, blase. blase. This is the cure. Is conversation. Have you found the one? Are you looking for love? Unlock your true potential and find love from within. Bluntreflections.com is here to help you discover the power of self-love and the joys of loving another. Join us today and start your journey of self-discovery. Have you heard of sologamy? Sologamy is a term that we use, or society uses, that is called marrying yourself. Are you interested in recommitting to yourself, to your heart, so you can bring your best to any relationship? Because first, you've got to be devoted to you so you can be the best version for yourself and grow in the light. Let bloodreflections.com help you with sologamy ceremonies. Join us now and get the newsletter and get the venues so you can redefine love, self-love for yourself. And relax, and listen, blasé, blasé. This is the cure. Hey, is conversation.
1: Melissa Tolakai, I am a naturopath the nutritionist, and a herbalist, there is indeed.
0: Oh, I mean, uh, I, would, I would love to. What, what, what is it different? Like, And what ages are they expected to go through it?
1: Well, in men, they call it the midlife crisis. Uh. <laughs> and there's the big giveaway when they're suddenly running around buying those sports cars really? and they're really? going through the same thing and it's called andropause because oh. their androgens drop
0: i learned something that's but bena- not. i love that Mandra- i did not know it even had a name i mean i knew they go they went through something similar Where well, you know their yes. body changes and you know because i remember when um i grew up in group homes and we would the, it was a separate female home and the boys had a different home but i remember when the boys were going through their you know um you know youth change um, it, their voices change and on the, yes. <laughs> So it's funny that you say it drops again as men, as they get older, it, it, their mm-hmm. levels drop. That's a very interesting correlation. I mean, a lot of, and you know what, um, the, these conversations should be a lot of fun because we're seeing ourselves yeah. from a different perspective, right?
1: We are. We are. I, I, I say to women, it's like we're walking through a new door. Yeah. Into into a new room of our life. It's not that that's ending; right. it's changing and evolving, right. and we are literally walking into our wise woman years. Mm, love and it. if you if you look back at traditional cultures, I mean, I'm married into the Navajo tribe, which is very matriarchal. Right, right. Um, but traditional cultures always really valued and esteemed the older women because. They knew where the medicine was. They knew how to use it. They knew where the plants were. Right. They had all this incredible knowledge. Right. So they would often stay back with the youngsters, their grandchildren, while their daughters went out and did the gathering and they would give them that knowledge of what oh. to do. And it was passed on. Isn't
0: that something, that's that's quite amazing because in society, it's slowly changing. But I grew up in that society where as soon as they turned 40, you don't see women anymore. You know, maybe 30, they just disappeared off the screen. And they, you know, people, they had this idea of that. Oh, my God. As soon as you hear the word menopause, and no disrespect to anybody wearing polyester pants, but you put on your polyester (laughs) (laughs) pants.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I was like, no, it's all over for you. You're dried up. You're uncle. Get off the TV. And, and, and one, remember when instead of putting older women on movies, they they put the prosthetics and the makeup on younger women yes. instead of using older women. Yes. So that's very what true. is with that?
0: You know, and we, you know, and and, and in, in this in this time that we are waking up because we have so much information. There's internet. There's so much places where you can find that information and to be mm-hmm. and, and understand what we're going through we're seeing a little bit more in TV representing by the, the the wise women. And it only makes sense because I always said that we cannot have a, a society, a community, or at least a healthy community without those who have gone forward and have yes. seen a little bit more than you do. You know what I mean?
1: It's, oh, it's, it's
0: 100%. It, it's a, it's, it, it is really, um, you know, it's beautiful to see women um, who are older and some of them, uh, between you and me sister they looking good they make some oh. of these 20 year olds look like who are you like so, like women the the older we get we are realizing um there are products out there there is like you said removing the sugar is definitely helpful yes. i've learned that you know taking out sugar out of my diet it's implement and i've also learned like things like turmeric um, from my personal, I'm not telling anybody to go take turmeric, but it's well known to heal with, inf- um,
1: inflammation. inflammation.
0: Yeah. It's very well. So, you know what, when you get older and these are the things I took from my mother because, um, you know, she was, she was from the Caribbean, Jamaica, and they're very mm-hmm. matriarchal as well. You know, you know, to take care yeah. of your grandkids here, you go do your thing. But I was very blessed to have that knowledge passed down to me going, okay, doctors are great. But remember your own body, listen to your own voice. And I think that's something that that's you could comment on because we, when we get older, we're in a society that like you said, we are meant to just blindly trust the practitioners without listening to themselves. And you know what, what do you say to the women that, you know what, it's so important to listen to your own voice?
1: Oh, I, I say to every woman that walks through my door, number one, right. it's your body. It's your choice. Right. Uh, number two, question everything, right. whether it's from your doctor, whether it's from me, right. where, especially whether it's from the Internet. Right. But question everything. And at the end of the day, right. listen to the voice inside of you right. because only you know what is right for your body. Mm, that's and simple. it is not my place to dictate anything. Right. Um nor a doctor's. My, I see my role as an advocate and a partner, and a partner in a partnership with my clients. Um, so, whatever choice they make, I'm right there alongside them, supporting them. Whether they want to do wholly traditional medicine or whether they want to do a combination of both, let's use the best of both worlds. Yes. But let's put the judgment out the door and let women tell us what is right for their bodies. Yes. And I think things will change dramatically and I'm seeing the, them start to rise up and claim their voice. Yeah, and that's, that's, and that, 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 that's, that is exactly
0: what I've seen. I mean a lot of women speaking out and even when, you know when you collect your vibe tribe, you know your community of friends, mm-hmm. I've learned that a lot of people are speaking up if you're saying, "Hey, let's do this." you're like, no, I'm good. Like people are, are finding their voice in many different ways. And that, that says a lot. You know we get we get down as a human as humans on ourselves, and we're not going fast enough, or we're going too fast, we're doing exactly what we're meant to do, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I want I'm curious, this is more you know, curiosity in your experience, what is the youngest you've ever seen anybody start menopause?
1: Probably around the 36 mark,
0: really. Okay, and and, and, yeah. and going on that, the tail end, when is the oldest you've ever seen someone start? menopause because we go in at thirty six, some people start late. but from your experience, mm. when, when
1: when you got the the oldest or surprised it's <laughs> um well I'm in my fifties and I'm I'm still I'm still going. Um I'm probably at the tail end though. Mm. Um but the the biggest indicator for any woman will be the age her mother went through it. Ah interesting. So take note of, of when it happened to your mum, because it is genetically pre-programmed into us when we're going to go through this. Wow, I did not know that. Looking yeah, back. so oh, okay, and okay. often the the signs are very subtle, right. and because we live in this high-pressure society, we just think, oh well, you know, I'm anxious because it's work or financial pressures or whatever. And sometimes we don't join the dots that, oh, actually, there could be some other changes going on here apart from outside pressure. So we miss the early part of it. And it's not until the poop hits the fan oh. and in the late part where all of a sudden that estrogen withdrawal and the fluctuations are causing the hot flushes and the sweats and their and skin's itchy. And the dryness, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's one that can really wreck your love life. <laughs> and we have to talk about this stuff because we it has to become normal, right? We have
0: to. <laughs> you know, it is It is very, um, it's refreshing because I, you know, going, growing up, um, I left, as I said, I, if anybody, you know, who follows this podcast, most people know I left my childhood home at 11. So. Um, I didn't really even get the first part of life's talk, you know, the birds and the bees, yeah. so to speak. So, you know, I went in like almost as backwards. I'm like, was this supposed to be? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. But now it's, it's really, it's, it, because of that experience, I made myself very aware. And probably that's probably the reason why I started a mental health podcast, to be able mm-hmm. to, aware of the things that I didn't know that, you know, could happen. Uh, mental yeah. health is very precarious and it's very personal. You know what I mean?
1: Incredibly personal.
0: That's why I find it interesting how, and you can speak to this, how doctors could blankly just say, all right, take this. <laughs> you know, there should be a yeah. more of a relationship with our doctors. And when did that change? Because I know my mother, um, when we were younger, she had conversations with her doctor. They literally sat yeah. before and went, okay, how you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. You know, why do you think there was such a, there's a, there was a, there was a trend in disassociation and giving away power to the healthcare industry? Hey, I was just wondering if you were interested in learning more mental health tips to helping you become the best version of who you want to be, to encourage you that change can happen anytime and it doesn't always have to be negative. Do you want to learn from people just like you who've had stories and situations that they have overcome and still are going on the journey? Well, The Cure is a Conversation has guests just like that who share their story to inspire you to continue the journey to be the best version of you. So why don't you join me and become a monthly subscriber? And you will have access to these fascinating and wonderful people and their story. And get to listen to me as host of The Cure Is Conversation. Come share the joy, transparency, and the victory of success. Because you define your success. And these stories, they will help you to see that, hey, you're already there. Just keep going. Look forward to being with you and sharing the stories with you.
1: You know, I really have to um, blame the healthcare system for this, not the doctors themselves, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the power was taken away. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, as you said, there used to be that relationship with the doctor and they knew us, right? right? They knew our parents, right. Um Now there's none of that. It's like you've got a 12-minute consultation and in 12 minutes I'm going to decide what's wrong with you, probably decided before you even walked in the door, and then I'm going to give you something to make you happy um, so that you feel like I've done something and then it's out the door next person. It's become a commercial entity. It's a machine. Well said. And I feel for the doctors because they didn't get into it to live in that high-pressure conveyor belt of right, patients. Right, exactly. I, I think they're suffering too. Right.
0: I, 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 I agree that the whole industry, um, it needs an overhaul. It doesn't mean to dr- just completely, because there are some good aspects of it, yeah, right? Um, but yeah. But you, you know what? It, it, we do need to reestablish that connection, that conversation, so it's, it's yes. not just in, out. You know, and you know, one thing I have learned as well, and I, and I said, I, you know, doctors, I know y'all went to school, you did your thing, you had to pay your, I get it. But what I've noticed as well, I think in some cases, the ages of doctors have changed. They mm-hmm. used to be a lot older. And some of them, I look, I'm like, you're looking a little young to be telling me, I don't know what's going on here, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying that, um, I don't know if it if, if, if the turnover is really high or whatever is going on but I think that even even knowing the ages and how I see less experience in the medical industry. Yes. I see a lot less, right? Like we were talking about yeah. the matriarchal system. Um there should be one in 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 healthcare where there is always a a wise elder walking around with the new folks. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, hell yeah. 100%. I mean I didn't get into natural health as a professional. Right. I was in my 40s when I became fully qualified. I spent six, eight years um, studying, adding various um, qualifications, and I just kept going, I want more, I want more. It was rather addictive. Right. But I think I think life took me that way because... Um, The life experience I gained through my own challenges and through observing even my mother's journey through menopause Mm -hmm. and other people with health conditions, that gave me so much more empathy Mm -hmm. and compassion coming in as a professional. Mm -hmm. And I think it puts an awful lot on the young one's shoulders to come in and expect them Sure, they might have the clinical tools, right. but those interpersonal skills, I don't think are there yet.
0: I see, yeah, ex- that, I see that. I see that. I get
1: that. I get but They lack that life experience. So I'm agree. grateful that it came later to me.
0: Yeah, that I, I have to agree. Even in my own life, um, you know, I remember because I had such a, according to me, I had a really hard, I mean, I left early, I was on the streets, blah, blah, blah. And by 20, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm tired. I know a lot. but when i hit 30 40 i'm like i didn't know shit (laughs) Uh and so i really i'm a really um you know i'm really all about like yes let's keep the industry going but let's pair them up with elders even if they're retired you could still counsel them and at least be mentors to them going into the field so you know i think there should be some correlation where we tie the the middle you know tie it to the middle like let's let's get let's get them back you okay, I'm done, you could still, like, you know, like, COVID really brought up the, the telepron, like, speaking, so I, like, if I was in the industry, and you were, I could, like, even now, I'd be like, okay, girl, tell me what's going on, I'm seeing a patient, blase, blase, you know, I think that we just need some more coupling, wow, I, you know what, I love this, you know, this is a fabulous, um, conversation and topic, because a lot of women, Um, because of a lot of genetic disposition and the medication Mm -hmm. and the amount of sugar we put in everything, we need this conversation. Yeah. We truly do. So I want to say before um, we wrap up, because I tell you, when you have a good conversation, time flies by like you wouldn't believe. Um, Where can people find you and connect with you going forward so they can get more information?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, The easiest way is... Uh, I have a landing page called hot flash no more okay. head on over there that will get you on my email list for some information about menopause that'll just trickle through right. and down the bottom of that page it will also have my email and phone number if women would like to connect that way oh
0: that's beautiful you know what Melissa I want to say thank you for being here and you know informing me because I'm going through it too and you know I do not have that my mother has passed on. So I, I did, I, you know, this is important to know, and I'm going to be listening to this over and over again, let me tell you. Um, because it, it is important. The more you have pa- information, the more empowering it is, and you don't feel so alone. So women out there, okay. please do not sit there and think you're alone and that you can't, um, it, this is just you. Women across the board are going through this, right? And, and women like mm-hmm. Melissa are here to help you. So please, I want to say thank you to my guest, Melissa. And remember, if you're looking for love outside yourself, you've gone way too far. Start from within and let it resonate out. And Melissa, before we take off and do mm-hmm. our thing, you got any last few words you'd like to say for to our listening audience?
1: Uh, never be afraid to speak up mm-hmm. and never be afraid to ask for help. Right. Even if the first person isn't right for you, there is someone out there that is find them
0: ah uh, i love that see no don't fear don't fear the voice don't fear the voice getting because t- your voice gives you choice so use it mm-hmm. so let's let's say goodbye to our listening audience and thank you very much and remember again take care of each other and take care of self one love i'm queen be divine i am queen be divine <laughs> thank you for listening to today's podcast The Cure is the Conversation podcast is brought to you by BluntReflections.com where mental health is the priority because the priority is you and you deserve to be the best version of who you were meant to be. Today's guests share their stories and journeys and their insights in continuing that journey. So be sure to check out any links below if you'd like to continue that path on becoming the best version of you. I myself have been down that road and believe me, it is very difficult sometimes to find the support and information so you can become the best version of you. This is why I created The Cure Is Conversation. It will definitely lighten the load so you can see the best way forward and when you have someone who you can trust or you feel comfortable with to have that conversation with it is definitely empowering so please check back weekly where i will feature guests who will help this you move forward to becoming the best version of you this is the cure is conversation I- Everybody has to earn their crown. Greetings, I'm Queen. B-